once again how have you been doing and how are you i want to thank those who were you know who so far have downloaded the, the first episode that we uploaded this year thank you very much and god bless you there is there is need for you to share there's always a, a call to share you know this podcast and um, i know there are some very few who have been doing that and if you are amongst those people thank you and you have and if you have not been doing that i'll advise you on our behalf that's what you can do for us we're not asking you for your money or for anything but at least take our time to to share our content and our episode from this podcast once again i say thank you to everyone who has been a part of this podcast and that uploaded uh, you know the last episode that uh, the first episode that we uploaded this year thank you very much and also i like to um remind remind us that um the the message for the year you know there are things that happens in a year and most times people enter the year having their own resolutions, having plans of what they want to do and want, what they want to achieve. And I'm sure you you have plans and you have things that you 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 desire to do in this year 2021. But it's always important to do that with an understanding of God's own calendar. You know, like they always say that um um you know, man can plan, but it's only God that actually makes things happen. You know, so you you can plan all day long. You know, you can construct your plans in such a way that no doubt or undoubtedly, you know, you feel and you think it will all happen. But if it is not according to God's calendar, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be the way it should be. And sometimes we set plans for ourselves that is not even in accordance with God's will. So I always like to walk in accordance with God's will. And so that's the reason why for the past past three years now, we've been having um, a three days online prayer conference. You know, at the end of the year, we had the last one in December last year, twenty. 28th, 29th, and 30th. And I'll implore you to go to our YouTube channel, The Reach, D apostrophe space R E A C H, and take a look and watch those, um, those videos because you will get a lot of instructions and, um, you know, God's proposed plan in such a way that it will guide you in making your own plan and you know, to prepare for this year that you have just entered into. I want you to realize that this year is still new. It's, it's still very young. So there's still so much that can be done. And um, if you if you made your plans without even thinking about God, it's not too late. If you already planned for this year and you didn't think about God, it's not too late. Uh, go to that um, our YouTube channel and watch those videos. There are a bunch of videos there, but just look for online three days, three days prayer conference. That's the title of it, and you will, you will see the one for day one and day two. Especially, I would like you to go through the day one and day two, and the day three. You know, just follow it, you know, in in sequence like that, so that you can actually grasp, you know, the instructions and the information. And like I always say, to every blessing of God, there is an instruction. If God gives you a blessing, look for the instruction. You know, and when God instructs you, when he gives you an instruction, there's a blessing locking behind or locking around. Once you do that instruction, a blessing follows. So it's important that um, we enter and, I mean, live through this year by instruction, by, by, by God's giving instruction. You know, the Bible says that we are children of instructions. You know, so... Um, I'd like you to go to that YouTube channel and watch those videos. And I tell you, it will, watching those videos will, will, will change a lot of things about your plan for this year. 
and will bring your plan into God's own calendar such that it can be fulfilled not only by your own power and by your own constructive plans and purpose, but because it is accordance to God's will. Those videos will help you to do that. You know, one of the things that the Lord told us concerning 2021 is that um, 2021 is going to be a year where the only thing that will work will be the word of God. If it's not connected to God, it's not going to work. So I'd rather have my stuff, everything I do, you know, connect to God and be in God so that, you know, I can see results. I love to see results and I'm sure you do too. So this year, the only way to see results is when everything you do and whatever you do is connected to God. Mark my word. You can take those to the bank. I am very certain. I didn't say that. God told me that. That is amongst God's um, agenda for 2021. So I'm just, you will, you, will, you will hear a lot in those videos and you should really, really go and take some time out to watch them, you know, make a note, you know, have your writing materials and jot, jot down some things, write down some things because they really, they really carry you from this moment till December 2021. With that being said, um, in this episode, I just want to exalt you. I just want to edify you. You know, the Bible says that um, the word of God, prophecy comes by comes and gives us edification. When you hear the word of God, you should be edified. You know, when you hear the things about God, you are edified in your spirit. You know, so I just I just want to edify you and just give you some um, some kind of insight into. One of the basic things you should be doing, you know, at such a time as this when the year is so fresh. Um, there is something that I've, uh, that I've realized, you know, I, 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 I've seen happening in our days now. And I'm so happy to see it happen. Not only happy, I'm overjoyed inside me because it is beautiful to behold such things at such a time as this a lot of things we have a lot of things going on in the world but there are just some things that you'll see and just gives you comfort confidence and hope and that thing one of those things is the rate at which god is using young people in our days it's so amazing. Young people, very young people. You know, I remember one of the prophecies that God gave us for 2021 was that God is raising new pastors. He said some of them are going to be so young <laughs> that you will even wonder, can they do the work? But by the unction of the Holy One, they will do the work and excellently well. So, you know, I, I, I rejoice in my heart when I see God using young people the reason why that is so important and why that catches my attention is because in the world that we live in the devil goes after young people the devil goes after young people he goes after those who can carry a vision who have the strength to carry a vision and fulfill a, a, fulfill a vision or a dream. As much as God promotes his kingdom, the devil too goes around looking for wood to, to, to initiate into, into promoting his kingdom. And the only way you can have an idea sustained is when you keep the idea continually being transferred to young people. So young people occupy a very special place in our society and in our community. There was an illustration I gave some time ago. If you have been a part of this podcast, I'm sure you must, you must have heard it. Or maybe you've been uh, uh, a participator and a subscriber on a YouTube channel. You, you must have heard me say this. And that is about a family or a marriage. 
the Lord actually revealed this to me years ago. He said, um, he said, when the devil wants to destroy a nation, follow this, the devil does not just go to that nation and cause cease havoc or cause havoc and cause destruction to happen. The devil works patiently in such a way that he waits and goes through a system that he has that presently that's the system he uses. And what's that system? He goes ahead. He attacks a marriage. Once a marriage is destroyed, the children will be wayward and they'll be destroyed because the family is God's own protection or God's own walls or protective hedge for the children. How you should think, how a child should talk, how he should do things is supposed to be learned in a family. That's what you call family traditions. That's what you call family culture. And if I may say, the, the world that we live in right now, families don't have a culture anymore. They don't have a tradition. People just start get married and start a family and there's no, there's no lay down system. How can you have a business and you don't have a system to run that business? You don't have a culture. You don't have a structure. The same way you run your business with all those things, structure, system, and culture. Those things are applicable to when it comes to a family. So when the devil wants to destroy a nation, he destroys the family. He destroys the marriage. When the marriage is destroyed, the family is destroyed. When the family is destroyed, of course, the children are destroyed. And when the children in that family or in that marriage is destroyed, the nation is, de the nation is destroyed. You know why? Because children are the future. Young people are the, are the future. They are her future. So the devil understand that fact. And that's what he uses. And that's why, you know, it's so important to see that God, in all the things that is happening in the world, God is still using young people, you know, inspiring young people to do mighty things. And that brings me, I said all that to say this. What, have you recently just sat down and asked yourself, what am I doing for God? I will implore you to go on this journey with me. How? Take a writing material, that is a paper and a pen. In fact, take two sheets of paper. One, the things you're doing for yourself. The other one, the things you're doing for God. Start writing on that paper. Begin to think. What are the things you do for yourself? And what are the things you do for God? And compare it. The time that we live in, whether you want to hear it or not, whether you like it or not, <laughs> the world is coming to an end. And when we say that the world is coming to an end, Science might tell you a lot of ways, a lot of things that will happen or a lot of ways they think that the world will come to an end. There is only one way that the world will come to an end. And it begins from the rapture of the church. It begins from the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is coming soon. The signs that is said will show up. The signs that is said in the Bible days that we will see. That will make us know that he's on his way. He's coming. We are seeing those signs in our days today. Very clear. Loud and clear. If you are a student of the Bible, you will see it. So the world is coming to an end. So the time that we are in is the time whereby you have to. It is a must. If you really want to end up well... What, what do I mean end up well? If you, if you really want to end up in the place of God, in the home that you should be, in the kingdom of God, not in, in hell fire. The 
The only way is to begin to consider the things that you do now for God and begin to pay attention to those things. If you're not doing anything for God right now, it's high time you begin to pick up things to do for God. There are so many things to do for God. And let me tell you this, you cannot do anything for God except you are a part of Him. You cannot be in service to God if you are not in relationship with Him. A service to God is not a, is, is not a, is, is not a slavery service. It's a service of love. It's a service of relationship. It's a service of companionship. It's a service of communionship. It's a service of fellowship. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a fellowship. It's a relationship. A divine relationship. So this is the time you need to begin to take a look, give total attention to your relationship, to your fellowship, to your to your uh, communionship with God. And what are the things that you you can begin you can begin to consider now? You need to structure in your days, in your calendar days, in your plan, in your to-do list when you will study the Bible, when you will pray. And you need to begin to talk as that. When I mean talk as that, don't be a Christian in your home and go outside there and blend in with the people who don't know God. Try to blend in, forgetting who you were. Let me show you something in the Bible. This is not the time to play around. Especially with your life. Whatever might be your plan that you're struggling or hustling or trying to get today. In the last days, it, meant, it, it will mean nothing. The Bible says that our works, whatever we have done in the earth, will be tried by fire. Holy fire. And whatever is burnt by that fire, whatever works is burnt by that fire, it means it is not recognizable. It is not relevant to God. But the works that we have done, when they go through that fire and they are still standing, those are the works that God recognizes and gives you reward for. Are you following me? So this is the time. This is the time. To pay close attention to what you're doing for God, for mankind, according to the word of God. I said I wanted to show you something in the Bible. James chapter number 1. The book of James chapter number 1. James is in the New Testament of the Bible. James chapter number 1 and I'm going to be reading from verse 22. Are you there? It says, verse 22, it says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only. Did you see that? It's admonishing us to be doers of the word. Now, I want you to also notice what it didn't say. It didn't say, but be ye Obey us of the word. If there's a word like that. Or be ye obedient children of the word. Because you cannot be. You are already an obedient children. You are you are you have already obeyed. When you're trying to obey something, that thing is not really in you. You're just trying to do it. You're just trying to have it done. You're struggling to do it. But when it says do. It means you have the ability, the enablement, the nature to do that thing is inside you. So you are just doing who you really are. So that's what he's saying. He said, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Because you can, you can have the ability to do the word of God and not do it. There are those who go to church or listen to the word of God and they hear the word of God and they shout, wow, glory, great, that is beautiful. But afterwards, 
Nothing happens to them. Nothing happens to their, in their lives. Nothing happens to their spirit. Like that example that Jesus gave, we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna read that. Let's 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 finish this verse. He says, "But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves." See, see, you are not deceiving God at this point. He says, "You're deceiving your own selves if you if you don't do the word and you are just a hearer." He says, "You are deceiving your own selves." Verse twenty three says, "For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer." He is like unto a man beholding. This is what I want you to see. He said, He is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Listen to this, verse 24. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. In other words, what he's saying is, He says, The person that doesn't do the word of God is like that man who takes a shower, dresses up in his best attire, looking good. He looks at the mirror and he says to himself, convincingly oh boy i look good and then he steps out forgets how good he looks and begins to walk and talk and behave like a beggar that's what the bible is saying so when you're not a doer of the word your case or the case of such person is 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 likened to what i've just explained you are like a king who dresses up and behaves and talks and lives as a non-entity. He said he forgets who he was. Verse 25 is beautiful. He said, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Did you see that? He calls it the perfect law of liberty. The perfect law of liberty. The perfect is perfect. Is perfect. Would you want to walk in a perfect way? Would you want to live a perfect life? This is how to do it. When you look into the perfect law of liberty, when you walk in accordance with the with the the Bible says it says, "Be ye perfect, for your Father is perfect." Meaning, see, I've said it before too. There are those who believe that they cannot be perfect. There are those who believe that they cannot be perfect. There are those who say that, oh, you know, nobody is perfect but God. Quit the religious talks. That's just a religious talk. That's not the word of God. God will never tell you. Do you know that God will never tell you to do what you cannot do? What he has not enabled you to do. He said, be ye perfect. As your father in heaven is perfect. Meaning it is possible for you to be perfect. You should be perfect. And that's why we have the church. That's why we have the pastors. That's why we have prophets. That's why we have t- teachers. That's why we have the evangelists. That's why we have the apostles. We call those the fivefold ministry. Do you know why God gave us the fivefold ministry? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Let me show you why. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Are you there? Very quickly. He says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Listen to why he gave them this fivefold ministry. Why he gave us these fivefold ministries. Verse 12. He says, For the perfecting of the saints. Higher. In other words, these ministries, they take this office. They are in this office to make the saints of God perfected. They are in the work of perfecting God's people. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. So a child of God can be perfect, should be perfect, as his father or our father is perfect. In fact, we have the nature of perfection. You know how we say, we expect our phones to work perfectly. We expect the pilots to, 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 you know, to fly the plane perfectly. But no. When it comes to us, when it comes to the things that we do, when it comes to our lives, we say, you know, nobody is perfect. That's hypocrisy. This is also the year where you leave behind all hypocrisies and take the word of God as it is and run with it. Let's go back to that um, um, James chapter number one. Chapter number one. These things are too vital. 
I like verse 21. Let's read verse 21 of, of that James verse, verse um, no, chapter 1 verse 21. James chapter 1 verse 21. Let's read. You know, we started from verse 22, but let's go to verse 21 and see what he says. I love what he says. He says, wherefore, lay up, Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Receive with all meekness. I'm going to read that in the Amplified Classic Bible because all those English words that he used, I want you to understand, he's going to break it down. Verse 21, he says, So get rid of all uncleanness. Hi-ya. This is the year when you do that to yourself. Get rid. Get rid. Jesus Christ has rid you of all uncleanness. That Jesus Christ has saved you from all uncleanness and made you clean. It is possible for you to still make yourself unclean. So this time around, he's telling you it is your own responsibility now to get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. Get rid of wickedness in your life. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, Receive and welcome the word which is implanted and rooted in your hearts. You see that? The word of God is not in a book. It's in your heart. Someone said, he said the word of God is the Bible. It's called the word of God. He said, but when he enters your heart, he becomes God. That is so big and so true. He says, so get rid of all uncleanness and and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness and a humble, gentle, modest spirit receive and welcome the word which, Im which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. It's in your heart. For example, if you have been a part of this podcast, you've been, you've been a listener of this podcast, the word of God has come to you every time that you, that you listen to our episode. It's the word of God. What have you done with those words? What are you doing with those words? Do you just hear it and say, oh, that guy, ah, that guy speaks well. That guy, that guy says the truth. No, I'm not just here to speak well. I'm not just here to say the truth. I'm here to speak the message of Christ and to make you see and come to the realization and become exactly what God has made you so that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ will not be in vain in your life. There are those who have made the death of Jesus Christ in vain in their lives. There are those who have, made, who have frustrated the grace of Jesus Christ in their lives. I'm here so that you will not be in that situation. I'm doing this so that you will not be in that situation. So that you take up that your cup, the cup of your call. Put it on and fulfill that thing, that purpose that God has created you for. I'm not just here to inspire you. Anybody can inspire. I'm here to make you see that you are God's own best. I'm here to make you see that he has done all that he, he has to do to make you exactly successful, as successful as he is, as glorious as he is. That's why I'm here. I'm here to, to, make, you, to make you see that you can live the authentic Christian life in this wicked world. I'm here to make Jesus real to you and in your heart. That's why I'm here. I'm here. To make you experience the power of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, so he said, but be ye doers of the word, not mere listeners. Betraying your own selves, deceiving your own selves. So this this year, I told you what um, one other thing that I said I, I was going to read to you. We call it the parable of the sower. Hallelujah. Let's go to... Let's read it from the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter number 13. Are you there with me? Matthew 13. It's not about you hearing the word of God. 
It's about you doing something with what you've heard. And let me tell you, if you listen to this podcast and our, and our, and our episodes, except you deny the ability to do what you hear on, on this podcast, that's when you will not see it work in your life. But if you, as you listen to me, you get the nudge to do the things that you hear me talk about. And if you have been doing it, you would have seen changes in your life. Because when I teach, the ability to become that which I talk about is transferred as I, as I teach. Jesus is speaking. Matthew chapter number 13, verse 3. Are you there? He says, And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside. Hmm. I want you to follow this account so closely. I'm going to read it again. Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them. Verse 5. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Two. Hmm. Um, verse 7 and some fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them but other fell into good ground this fall and brought forth fruit some an hundred fold some sixty fold some thirty fold now verse 9 who hath ears to hear let him hear Jesus, whenever Jesus talks like this, you, you better pay attention. He said, who, who has ears? Say, let him hear. Let him hear. In other words, pay attention. Now, he's very serious now. <laughs> Verse 10, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath to him, Earth, for whosoever adds to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. I'm not going to talk about that today. This is a deep. That verse we just read. Verse 13. Therefore speak I to them in, in parables, because they, they see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their hearts, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Mm. Jesus said, I should heal them. Wow. There's so much I could, I could pick out in that scripture, but I want to go to where he began to explain the parable. Hallelujah. Are you with me now? Let's go to verse number 20, verse 19. Or let's, let's, verse 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Now this is the meaning. He said, listen to the meaning of the parable of the sower that we just read. All the seeds that fell on the wayside, you know, among thorns, you know. Now hear the explanation. Verse 19. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. So he explained the first one. The seed that falls by the wayside, he said, a sower went to sow and some seed fell by the wayside. He said, this one, they are this, this, this is the category of those who hear the word of God and doesn't understand it. And the devil comes and steal the word away from their heart. How does he steal the word? He doesn't dip his hand into their heart to take the word out. He cannot take the word out that way. You know what he does? He gives them other mindset. Something different from what he heard. 
<laughs> it deceives them. That's why somebody can hear in church today, you should not be sick as a Christian because you've got the life of God in you. And he goes out there, runs a test, and they say he's HIV positive. Now, what will be your response? And then he goes about saying he's HIV positive. That is the kind of people Jesus is talking about in this first instance. Let's keep reading. The next one. Verse 20. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receive it. You see that? These, these people, they hear God's word and they rejoice. Yes, this is beautiful. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. They shout for praise. Oh, hear what Jesus said. Verse 21. He said, Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. He says, these are the ones who hears the word of God. They will rejoice. But when challenges come, they get offended. They get frustrated. Offended so much that they, that offense makes them to start believing and thinking and speaking wrong. They nullify the seed. Are you following this account? You know, the first time I, I, I read this scripture, I was looking for which group I belong to. So as you are reading it, start by yourself. Look for the group you belong to so that you can know what you will begin to do for yourself. You know, Paul said, he said, he said, examine yourselves if you are still in the faith. There are times you need to examine yourself. You could be thinking that you are still in faith, but you are not. He says, examine yourself. People fall from grace, you know. So it's a continual thing you need to do for yourself. Examine yourself. So as you are reading this scripture right now, look for where you belong. Start scrutinizing yourself with what you're reading to see where you belong. See, the one that knows knows that he has to do something because he knows. But the one that doesn't know that he doesn't know is in a bigger trouble. But the ones that the one that knows that he doesn't know will get knowledge because he knows that he doesn't know about that thing. But the one that doesn't know that he doesn't know is in a bigger trouble. So now if you know, if you can discover where you are in this, then you know that, oh, this is where the fault is. Now I can fix it. Now you can fix it. You can begin to work towards getting better because now you know. But if you don't know, you will never do anything. So let's keep reading verse number twenty. 22 now. He said, He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and care of this world. Ah, yeah. And deceitfulness of riches. Ah, chalk the word and it becometh unfruitful. See, the, did you see that there's no place where he said the word fails? You are the one that can fail the word. The word doesn't fail. You are the only one who will fail the word. The word has power. But what attention are you giving to the word? The Bible says, it says they have made the word of God of non-effect by their traditions. How? He said because they didn't mix it with faith. They didn't believe it. He said he also that received, received seed among the thorns is that is he that heareth the word and, and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. He becometh unfruitful. Not the word becomes unfruitful, but he made himself unfruitful. Yet he had the word. But because of the deceitfulness of riches. Do you know what, what it means when it says deceitfulness of riches? The love of money. You think money is everything. You can do anything for money. Yet you are a Christian. Deceitfulness of riches. You know when you, you think when you have money, that's all. You're, 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 you're balling. All you think about is what money can do. 
I would to God that you will not know that there are some things that money cannot do. Many things. You think money can buy everything? Money cannot buy in everything. My mentor told a story of a very, very wealthy man in a country. Very wealthy, a public figure, very rich. And the man, the, the man fell sick. You know, they took him to the best hospitals, spent money, millions, millions on this, on this guy. At the end of it all, he died. So my man of God went to, to visit the wife, you know, to sympathize with her. And when she saw pastor, she looked at him and said, Pastor, money has failed. <laughs> money has failed. She said to him that money has failed. Maybe if he had believed in the anointing of, of the pastor, they would have carried the man to the pastor and he would have been healed and he would have lived. But that statement told us or revealed to us how she was thinking. Take him to the best hospital, he's gonna be fine. Because she was that statement made us believe that she thought and she was thinking that money can do everything. But that experience made her realize by herself. She told Pastor, she said, Pastor, sir, money has failed. Why? Because that was probably what she was putting her hope and her faith in. Money. There are things money cannot do. You know, the Bible says, it says, believe in the Lord your God. He said, and you shall be established. He says, believe in his, pros believe in his prophets. Believe in his prophets and ye shall prosper. Your prosperity. You know what prosperity is? Prosperity is not, it's not, it's not money. Prosperity is total well-being. All-around well-being. He said, that's your prosperity. Your total well-being is dependent on a prophet. It's dependent on a pastor. A man of God. That's what he's dependent on. This is the word of God. He says, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. He says, believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. Don't be deceived. Money is not everything. Let's finish that scripture. So like I said, keep looking for where you belong so that you can know where to, what to do. Where are we now? Verse 23 now. We just finished verse 22. He says, But he that received seed into the good ground. Hallelujah. Is this where you belong in verse 23? He said, Is he that heareth the word and understands it, which also beareth fruits. See, if you understand the word of God, you must of a necessity bear fruits. He says, By their fruits we shall know them. <laughs> Did you see that? By their fruits we shall know them. So if you really understand or understood God's word, you will produce results. We will see the fruits of what you understood. Because he said by their fruits, we shall know them. You got to produce something. Let's read that again. Say, but he that received seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understands it. Which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Did you see that? So even though you understand the word of God, there's a level of understanding that will make you bring forth either thirtyfold, a level of understanding that will make you bring forth sixtyfold, or another greater level of understanding that will make you bring forth a hundredfold. So where are you, brothers and sisters? Where do you belong? Where do you belong? Someone say, whenever I read the Bible, I don't understand the Bible. I don't know what to do. I just read, I don't understand. Stop crying about that. It's not what you make yourself to understand. It's simple. Number one, are you born again? 
Number two, have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? Because he's the one that that teaches us the word of God. That is his work. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you cannot understand the scriptures. It will be like twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are to, to you. Like a poem. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. That's how it will be to you. That is why, you know, many times when I talk about when you give your heart to Christ, you have to receive the Holy Ghost. These things, God is not God did not give us these things for decorations. There, there is a purpose, there is a, there is an essence, there is a reason. The Holy Ghost was given us to seal us. He is our seal. You know what a seal is? Authentication. Ah, yeah, yeah. Hey. So if you, if you are not full of the Holy Ghost, you cannot understand the scriptures. If you don't pray in the Holy Ghost, if you don't spend time with the Holy Ghost, you cannot understand the word of God. Sometimes when we say, the Lord said to me, people are wondering, how did the Lord say to you? How did he talk to you? How did you hear him? Carnal minds. You think it's like, like those other gods, those idols who don't speak, who have mouths and they don't speak, who have ears but they cannot see, who have mouths they cannot speak, who have ears but they cannot hear, who, who have eyes but they cannot see, who have bodies but they cannot move, except you move them. It is not my God. My God is a personality. When I pray, he walks into the room when I pray. I fellowship with him. I call his name, he answers me. He looks at me, he smiles at me. He relates with me, he speaks with me. Ah, a living God, the living God, the true God. That's the God that I serve. The God and Father of my Lord Jesus Christ. He's living. He's alive. That's the true God. Don't be deceived, brothers and sisters. He gave you the Holy Ghost so that you can understand his word. Jesus said, he said, I'm, I pray, I'm going to pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. Halos Paracletos. He said, one exactly like me. He said, he will teach you and he will remind you of the things that I've told you. He has a ministry. Some Christians are not, they are not, they, they've not recognized the ministry of the Holy Ghost in their lives. Every Christian Every Christian must, should, it's a necessity, must function and understand the place of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I always say it. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot live an authentic Christian life. Especially in the world that we live in now. But yet, we, if you're full of the Holy Ghost, if you are full of the Holy Ghost, no matter how dark, no matter how sinful, ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. the word is, the Bible says, ha, where sin abounds, it said grace much more abound. The Bible calls us light. When you show up, light will show up. Darkness will fade away. Sin will dematerialize. You know how Jesus described you? He says you are a light. He said wherever you go, he said, men of darkness don't like to come around you because they know that your light will reveal their evil minds. He said, so they run from the light. You are the light. Jesus said, he said, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. That's who you are. Jesus said that concerning you. He says, you are the light of the world. In other words, you are the one that reveals the world. You reveal the wickedness and the good of the world. You separate the good from the, from the bad. Your light is a revealer. Light is a manifesto. It manifests. Life, light is beauty. Light is glory. Light is illumination. It illuminates. It makes loud whatever. It makes you see clearly. You are the light. People will continue walking in darkness. But with you, they can't. They won't. Because Jesus said, you are the light of the world. So this is not the year where you pay attention to just yourself. One of the things that, that separates you from other Christians is the, your ability, 
and your grace to become unselfish, to become selfless, until you become selfless in your character, in your words, in your attitude, in the things that you do, until you become selfless, then you have not started living for God. Because God cares about mankind. That's why there's a scripture that says, it says, He that watereth shall also be himself watered. Your blessing is in blessing others. Jesus could have stayed up in heaven and be enjoying his glory, be drinking wine and cross his legs, if that is possible. On the throne, bowling and doing his thing. But God gave his best. He came so that he might have. He gave his only begotten son. And now look at how many sons and daughters he has all around the world. Vibrant daughters. Vibrant sons. Wouldn't you like to be one of those vibrant sons and daughters? This is the year. Make up your mind. Like I said in the beginning, how God is using young people these days. Be a part of those that God is using for these last days. These are the last days. We are living in the last days. The time is about to be up for the world. These are the last days. Are you going to live for God? Are you going to be among those people that God will use? For in these last days, are you going to be one of those who stand for the mysteries of Christ? To speak the mysteries of Christ in these last days? Are you going to be amongst those people that when you get to heaven, Jesus will look right into your eyes and say, Thank you, my son. Thank you, my daughter, for you have done excellently well. Are you going to be amongst those people? This is the time to decide and begin to do that which you must do. To make you in the right path, in the right place. And make you ready for the coming of our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. Whether you want to hear it or not. Whether you like it or not. He's coming soon. You know, the Bible says that to those who don't know Jesus, to the unbelievers, He comes to them as of a thief in the night. They are, they are unaware of His coming. They don't know. But He says to us Christians, He said He will not catch us as thieves in the night, as the unbelievers. But we will know when he's coming. We know. He's coming so we know. We know. We are aware. He has revealed it to us. Almost every Christian that I know today tells me that truly Jesus is coming soon. And when they say it, they mean it. You could see the seriousness in their eyes. And in their face, on their face. He's truly coming soon. We know in our heart. We, we sense it in our spirit. And the times proves it. So, I'm just here to admonish you. We are just starting this year. Let every day, every month, every quarter of this year count for something you are doing for the Lord. Get busy for the Lord. Get busy for the Lord. You've been busy for yourself for too long. Now is the time to get busy for the Lord. You know, I know in so many places right now, the churches are closed down. If you're a pastor and you're listening to me, you better open up that church. If you, if you have to wear iron mask to do services, just to obey the government, better keep that church rolling. And if you are a Christian, your church is opened, but you are saying, ah, you, you cannot go to church. <laughs> mm. Like I said in one of my audios, my episode here, I said anyone who thinks like that who is a Christian has denied the faith. Because the question you ask yourself, if Jesus were to walk, walk on the face of the earth today, will he not go to church because there is coronavirus outside or somewhere in the world? Will he not go to church? Will Paul not go to church? The Bible said concerning Jesus, he said Jesus went to the synagogue as his manner was. That means this was his, it was his culture to go to church. It was his culture to go to the synagogue. He says he went to the synagogue as his manner worse. It was his character. He was known for that. He doesn't miss services. Yet he is the God of all creations. He still went to church. 
we Paul have said, oh, I can't, I can't go to church because uh, um, you know, there's coronavirus out there. God gave you eternal life. What do you think he gave you eternal life? So that no sickness will have authority over you. You have the life of God in you. You have the very nature that makes God to be God. You have the very life of God that makes God God, that made God God. You have it in you. The life of Christ is right in you. Why do you think he gave you that? So that you can walk above sickness and diseases. I cannot be contaminated. I cannot be infected. Why? Because the life of God is in me. Do you believe this? The Bible says, one of your credentials is in Mark chapter 16. He said, we shall lay hand on the sick and they shall recover. That's what you should be doing. Not running from the sickness. Not running from virus. Be out there, lay hands on the sick. He said, they shall recover. He said, if you take any deadly thing, he said, it shall not hurt you. He said, you take up serpents. He says, you take up serpents. Coronavirus. Who gave it? Who gave it power? Even if, if, even if coronavirus is really killing, is killing so seriously, at least you, are, would have, you would have died for the sake of the gospel. There were those who were boiled in hot oil for the sake of the gospel. You have to become... Ah. There's a level of believing. A level of believing in Christ. And if you have the opportunity to go to church and you, you go to church, get busy in the house of God. Let people think you are crazy. They call for meeting you are the first to be there. If you are in a department, work, clean, do whatever you can do in the house of God. And as you do that, tell to, you know, that's one thing I did for myself growing up. When I go to church, when I perform any activity, I say, Lord, I will say to the Lord, Lord, accept my sacrifice. This is my sacrifice of worship for you. Um, 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 uh, this is my sacrifice of worship to you, O oh God. If I'm cleaning the church chairs, if I'm washing the church chairs, I, I, I'm speaking in other tongues, Lord, this, this is my sacrifice. This is my offering unto you. Accept it. Let it be sanctified and acceptable unto you. Get busy for the Lord. Get busy. Quit chasing things that God has given to you. Chasing things. You're chasing after material things. That when you're dead and gone, it will not go to heaven with you. It might even fall into the hands of someone you don't even know. Someone you don't even like. So what's the point? So this is my admonishment to you today. It's still a new year. So much can still be done. So much can still be done. So much change can still happen. You can still reconstruct your plan and your purpose in, the, in, the, in, the, in, in line, in synchrony with the plan of God. Get yourself in the word. Become a student, an ardent student of the word of God. Be voracious. Be hungry for the word of God. The Bible says... The Bible says, as newborn babes, it says, desire the sincere milk of God. It says, desire the sincere milk of the word to, that ye may grow thereby. It says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. You know how babies cry when they want milk? Cry like that. Be hungry like that for God's word. Be like that for the word of God. This is my admonishment to you. And this is what you need at such a time as this. And if you have any question, maybe there is something that you've been trying to do, but you've not been able to do it in your, in your work with God, in your spiritual life. Maybe there's a step you've been trying to take in God but you've not been able to take it. You've not been able to, to do it. Send me an email. Explain to me. Ask your question. I'll cancel you. As soon as possible. And as soon as possible, I, I can tell you to be immediately because I don't joke with lives. 
I don't. I'm here because of lives. So send me an email. At everything living, everything living podcast at gmail.com. All together, everything living podcast at gmail.com. And I'll respond to you. If you have any question, and if there's something I've been trying, you've been trying to you've been trying to take a, a step in your growth, in, in, in your in your in your growth in Christ, in your growth in God, but you've not been able to do it, send it to me in an email. And I'll counsel you. By the Spirit of God, you'll be helped. And you will do it. I tell you. You will experience a miracle. And you will see that that is how you have exactly been born to live. In God. With God. And in, in, in Him. Right in you. This is again the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're listening to me, you're not born again. And you want to be born again at this time. Wherever you are, I want you to close your eyes. Lift up your right hand and put your left hand on your chest and say, Oh Lord God, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that you sent him to die for my sin. And I believe that on the third day, you raised him up from the dead for my justification. Right now, I confess Jesus Christ, Lord of my life. Right now, by my faith in you, I receive into my spirit eternal life. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Right now. Now I can call you father. And you can call me your child. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Congratulations, brothers and sisters. If you have just prayed that prayer with me, congratulations, and I welcome you to the family of God. And if you pray, if you just pray that prayer, I want you to send me an email at everythinglivingpodcast at gmail.com and we'll give you and guide you into the next step of your newfound life so that you will, you will, you, as you have started now, you will continue therein greatly and excellently in knowledge. So send us an email so that we'll know and we'll send you some informations. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of this. And I want you to also take some time to share this on your social media. Let somebody else know about this podcast. Let someone else know. Let someone else know. These things are needed in our world today. Many people are lacking the truth. You know, God said, he said, my people perish because they lack knowledge. In other words, God's own people, he was talking, he said, his own people, they are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. This is knowledge. This is knowledge. Won't you help somebody to find this knowledge and have it and know it from themselves? Won't you deliver somebody of ignorance? When you send or share this podcast, this podcast channel, to someone, you are reading them of ignorance. So I will implore you to do that. And as, and, and as you do that, I tell you, you will see the blessing of God in your life for just doing that. Thank you very much. God bless you. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for your children. And I thank you, God, for your works in their lives. Thank you, Father, for your power that is at work in your lives. I pray that they are preserved in their going out and in their coming in. Lord God, the next time that you'll be listening to our, the next, the new episode, oh God, they'll have testimonies. They'll listen with rejoicing in their hearts in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever situation that has been keeping them bound right now, they are loose from those situations. They are loose from those challenges in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak solutions to their lives. I speak peace to their homes. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak peace and flourishing to their finances. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak health to their bodies. In the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed in your bones. Be healed in your hearts. 
Be healed in your sinews. Be healed in your body. Be healed in your blood. Be healed in your spine. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Glory and honor to your name. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen. Once again, God bless you. God bless you. Once again, God bless you. And um, I look forward to seeing you, to having you next time. On to the next episode, I say to you, keep living in an atmosphere of God's Spirit and His Word. Guess what? I'll see you on the other side.